morning? Well, <laughs> let's see. My entire staff has COVID. And you're here? Yep. I think I am. So, you know, that's just kind of <laughs> so it's, uh, it was an interesting week. And uh, our notes, th those notes aren't going to matter this morning. It changed about 10 minutes ago. Um, we, uh, it's been a, been a long week, right? Been a long week for anybody else? Trying to get things together, trying to figure things out, trying to get a handle on the next few days. Because BBS starts tonight. And, you know, when you come back and every time I turn around, somebody's calling me and saying, well, I'm positive, Brother Trump. I felt like the little Dutch boy this week. I was plugging all these holes, and every time I got one leak fixed, the other one popped open. Uh, and I began saying, God, what do we need to do? And uh, I had a sermon plan. It's been planned for a few weeks, but that's not what we're going to be this morning. This morning we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Um, as I, I thought about what God wants us to do and what God wants us to be, I, I kept thinking back to this passage, and you're going to, I'm going to read it, you're going to go, but it is what it is. Um, in Luke chapter 2, Jesus is born. Eight days later, he comes in for presentation of circumcision in the temple. And uh, he is circumcised. They give the, they give the offering that they're supposed to give uh, for a baby. And there in verse 25 of Luke chapter 2, it says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. The Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple complex. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your slave in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples alike for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank you and we praise you for your blessings. Father, we ask right now that... <laughs> As we look at this small passage of Scripture, that you would reveal your truth to us. Father, use me as a vessel this morning by the words that I speak be yours and yours alone. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We ask all these things in your Son, Jesus, and for his sake. And all God's people say. It's always been a very interesting story to me of this, of this man. Have you ever waited for something? Really waiting? You know, with, with kids, we, we're trying to teach patience at this point. You know, it's hard for, for kids to wait. It's hard for adults to wait. Can you imagine being Simeon? He is, like every other Israelite in one way, he's been waiting for the Messiah. He's been waiting for, for that, that one to come who was going to save them. And all Israel has been waiting. And, and some have been... Um, depressed and downtrodden. 
Some have found themselves unable to hope anymore because the Messiah hasn't shown up. I mean, that's there are people today who, who react the same way about Jesus coming back, right? Well, he hasn't come back. This is a story I made up. He's not going to come back. It's been 2,000 years. And, I, and I've had that discussion with lots of people because sometimes it's very hard to wait. But here you have Simeon who's waiting. He's waiting for this promise that God has made. But he's not just waiting for the general promise that has been made to him as part of Israel. He's waiting for a very specific promise that God has made to him because the Holy Spirit has told him that he, he would not die before he saw the sight. <coughs> I think back to Abraham who in his frustration listened to his wife. It's a bad joke. It's bad theology in that, so I'll leave it alone. But in his frustration, he listened to his wife and had a baby with Hagar. Because they couldn't wait. Simeon is also an old man who has been waiting his entire life for Messiah. And now he's been told that he's not going to die until he sees Messiah. God didn't say how long that was going to be. He just said you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. I mean, we go back to Methuselah. There's, there's a lot of hundreds of years there you can wait, right? Simeon's waiting. And these words are used to describe him. He's righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was all. Simeon has been waiting. He's been waiting for this moment. And then the Holy Spirit says, get up and go to the temple. Get up and go. I can't imagine the emotions that overcome Simeon in that moment. Go to the temple. Just go. And as he walks in, he sees Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And he knows that God's promises have been fulfilled. Got one point this morning. This is an easy one to write down. God rewards faithfulness. Simeon was faithful. He was faithful to wait. He was faithful to go. He was faithful to prophesy. He did all three. And he did it in faithfulness. And God rewarded his faithfulness. He allowed him a long life. He allowed him to see the Messiah. He allowed him to touch the Messiah. He grabbed the boy into his arms. He allowed him to do all of these things because he was faithful in what he did. His faithfulness was rewarded. And God rewards faithfulness. As, as I looked this week, and we had questions back and forth, and I've had phone calls all week long, are we having church? <laughs> we've discussed back and forth, should we have vacation Bible school because everything's going We've had all these things going on, but I keep coming back to this one point. God rewards faithfulness. We are here this morning. We are here to worship God. We are here to hear from God's Word, and God will reward our faithfulness because we were here. We didn't have to be here. You could have stayed home. You could have said, well, you know, it's on the line anyway. Even if Brother Troy's preaching to an a, to a empty congregation, he'll still be preaching. So I can go home and watch it and I'll be good. God rewards faithfulness. And God will reward our faithfulness. So the same thing happens for BBS. 
We may, we may have to shuffle some things around. I mean, you know, at, at kids camp, which we'll talk about more fully in a couple of weeks, our, our main speaker was a juggler. Um, we may have to act like Jesse this week. There may be some juggling. Things may have to move around. We may have to do things in, in different ways and in odd ways. And we may have to, to, to do some things we didn't expect we were going to do. But God will reward the faithfulness. God will, will move in spite of our weakness and in spite of our faithfulness. Because God is faithful. And it is that faithfulness that He wants to see from us. Time and again throughout Scripture, we find people who when they are faithful to God, God rewards it. It's when you walk away that you miss there's this cartoon that I see over and over and over again online. It used to be called a cartoon. We call it a meme now. It's a cartoon. Uh, where you have two pictures. The guy on the top who is turning away with his pickaxe and walking away because he's given up on digging. And the guy below who is breaking through to his reward. The God below was faithful. The God on top wasn't. And you can see that just through that wall, His reward was there and He missed it. We cannot miss the rewards that God has for us by being unfaithful. We have to be faithful. And as we come to this this morning and we see how God used Simeon and what God did with Simeon, we can see God's faithfulness and see the reward that happens. Because Simeon was faithful in everything that he did. And God praised him for it. His name is in Scripture. Can you imagine your name being in a Scripture like this? Man, I'm afraid my name wouldn't sound like that. It'd be like Troy was a wicked, horrible, sinful person. But Simeon, he was devout and he was righteous and he was looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. That's what's said about him. What kind of reward is that? From now on, anytime someone reads this passage, that's what will be said about Simeon. That he was righteous, he was devout, and he had the Holy Spirit. That's amazing because he was faithful. And so we have to be faithful like Simeon and do the things that Simeon did. We have to be willing to wait. Sometimes God says wait. That's the hardest thing in the world to do is wait. Sometimes God says wait. Sometimes God says go. He told Simeon to go. And God and Simeon went. And then sometimes God says do what I've called you to do. That might be the hardest of all. Because sometimes we don't want to do what we're called to do. But when we do the things that God has called us to do, God is faithful in His reward. Now, maybe this morning you're going, whoo, we're going to get out here early. Okay, good. We call that I'm pretty much done. Maybe this morning you have been, son, I'm going to make you go home and clean the house. You cheer and get out of here early. But anyway, maybe this morning you have been, you've been struggling with waiting. You've been struggling with going. You've been struggling with Waiting on the promises of God and you've been wondering how this reward will happen. Trust me, God is faithful to give the reward. God is faithful to reward those who are faithful to Him. So, trust in that. Maybe this morning, you just want to pray before, before we move into the Lord's Supper. Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to get your heart right and your, and your mind in the right place. Maybe this morning you've never known Jesus. Maybe you've never known Jesus as your Savior. You want to take that step. Maybe you've never had the mediator. Maybe you can't connect directly to where you want to connect to because you don't have it. Now's the time to walk down. So in Detroit, I want to know Jesus. It's that easy. We'll go from there. But wherever you're at, whatever you need, give it to you. It's your prayer. Father God, we come to you right now. We thank you. We praise you for your blessings.